there's the music. Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And I'm Jennifer Ross. And in this episode, we're talking about a 35-year-old cold case that might have been cracked thanks to a documentary that the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office put together, and it led to what they're calling a credible lead. It's an unbelievable story about a little girl named Marjorie Christie Luna, a second grader, who went missing in 1984. Do you remember that? I remember it like it was yesterday because I lived at Forest Hill and Military Trail. Nearby. And and I was like, oh my God, this is like right up the street from where I'm living. So that's Palm Beach County, Western Western Palm Beach County. There's an area out there. I mean, it's kind of... I mean... (laughs) Sorry. Okay, you said that I didn't. Okay, like, <laughs> that's why you were living out there. No, you know what? When I, I lived at the jog at Forest Hill, it was like it it ended. They were just getting ready, like they were developing Wellington. No one lived west of that. No. That was like the wilderness. You're right. It was like the wilderness. It was like deliverance out there. No one went that's that way. That's what I'm telling you. So there's Green Acres and Loxahatchee. And now, have you been out there recently? Now it's like you know the Bronx. It's yeah. crazy out there. It is. It's it really all built is. up. Now they're building a huge agriplex kind of place right at the Big Bend, which is like 20 miles out from 95. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's out incredible. toward Pahokee and Bell Glade. Right. Okay. That and used to be just, no, that used to be just sugarcane fields and, you know, Loxahatchee means right. <laughs> means um, turtle or something. Does it really? Yes. I never knew that. Yes. Wait, Loxahatchee. I did a story on someone. Okay, hold who, on. I'll go look it up. The goats. Uh, they do. <laughs> goats. Loxahatchee means. Uh, look it up. Uh, river of turtles. River of turtles. Loxahatchee. That's the river. Wow. Of I never knew that. Yeah. So right wow. there is Green Acres and is a place to be. Farm, Farm living is a life for me. me. Well. <laughs> We're going to have fun now because when we get into this, you're going to be just totally disturbed. Yeah, you need to have some because this and I remember this case and I'm thinking this kid walked 400 feet and disappears. Yes. And they couldn't arrest anybody. Well, there's four really nefarious guys that could have done it. But back in 1984, there were little houses out there in Green Acres and there were no fences. It was just all kind of right next to each other a small little community. Right. They had a little general store called Belk Store. So little Christy Luna, again, second grader, really cute little girl. She had other little friends in the area, other six-year-olds. Um, at the time, she was eight, did I say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she's eight. Yeah, and she had a six-year-old friend. But she had laid down for a nap on a Sunday afternoon. It was Memorial Day weekend, 1984. And she laid down with her mom, I believe her sibling, for a nap and she woke up and she announced I need to go to the store and get some cat food my for my new kittens. Oh, okay. Skeeter and Boo Boo. Oh. So she took some empty plastic bottles in hand to get some money for them. Oh, to okay. turn them in. To turn them in so she could get food for her kitties. Correct. And so she left the house. It was probably around 2, 2:30 in the afternoon after their nap and the guy that was running the grocery store remembers her coming in for the cat food at about 2.30. Okay. And that's it. And then no one ever sees her again. Zip, zilch, nada, nothing. And she's how far away from her home? 400 feet. 
Okay, so the cops show up. The mother, I remember the mother on television pleading for the return of her daughter. Jenny. And I'm thinking, this poor woman, this poor, poor woman. But you think about it, the kid walks 400 feet. That's like from walking from here, you know, down to the boss's office. And the kid disappears. There only has to be so many people that could be, you know, suspects. Oh, wait till you find out who, how many suspects lived in this general vicinity who could have done it. And, ugh, and their rap sheets. It's frightening so now it's 2019 they are digging about 200 feet away from where she was last seen and are you kidding me we're in a, the, like the second day of digging so we will update this podcast if they find her body she could still be alive somewhere doubtful but the palm beach county sheriff's office put together a documentary that went nationwide and they got a credible lead they're not saying from whom but I'm thinking it might have been the wife of one of these guys I'm going to tell you about who said, I think she's over here. Who lived within what? 200 feet <laughs> of where she was last seen. I'm telling you, there were little houses, no separation, all in that one little area. It was very rural. That was the best yeah, way to I put mean, it. Uh, what, they, must, they must have knocked her out because mm-hmm. wouldn't she have yelled? Or right, did she know the guy? Heard. It, well, that's and the she thing. went to the house. She had a friend she could have gone to visit and what the police say she didn't know that that friend wasn't home at the time okay so okay. here's her mom Jenny and the PBSO sheriff now sheriff Rick Bradshaw about the possibility of finally bringing Christy home with this excavation that they're doing the digging and here's what they had to say it has been 35 years 2 months and 9 days t- today I think we're going to bring Christy home we are going to bring Christy home, just putting that positive out there because well, God's with us and we're bringing Christy home. We're going to do everything we possibly can without a doubt. A- and thank you to you guys. Wow. She's still broken up. Wow, yeah, yeah. She still lives in that home. It's all been redone. It's got the red door that you want to do in your oh, house. Oh, really? Yes, it's adorable. This poor woman. I, you know, I hope she can get closer because I can remember her 35 years ago sounding basically the same way. Please she, bring Christy home. She's She moved back into the house. Uh, She had moved out. She moved back just in case she does. Her daughter comes home. She will know where to go. Wow. So Rick Bradshaw, the sheriff of Palm Beach County, just wants closure for this poor family. For 35 years, the Christy Luna case has been unsolved. And just so the public is reassured, we never, ever forget about any case. So in May, the social media division of our media relations put together a documentary on the Christy Luna case. Fortunately for us, the people that are out there and paying attention to this called us and gave us what we believe is probably one of the best and most credible leads that we have got to date to solve this case. There's going to be a dig site. We have enlisted the aid of Florida Gulf Coast University anthropologists, which will be with us all the time during the excavation over there. And we believe that this is another dot connecting all the dots to hopefully solve this case and bring some closure here wow can you imagine though you're her mother and for 35 years you've hold you know you got to hold on to hope that maybe someday she'll show up somewhere just like the baby sabrina podcast we did right remember still missing right so you must you might think well she's going to show up someday and now they're digging you know 200 feet away from your front door looking for the bones of her body wouldn't you rather have the bones than not knowing yeah I mean, they say closure, but still, 
You know, you got to sit there and painstakingly wait for these. Well, archaeologists is probably what they are digging for these bones. Yeah, because you dig too vigorously, and you might, you know, not find any. True, but and and here's another thing: if if and indeed these crazy people, these horrific two people, two you know, two-legged evil monsters that lived around this child, uh, killed her and buried her there. What are the odds they're going to find more bodies? Ooh, that's a, well. Wait till you find about these guys, it's definitely possible that that could happen. And that could be why. So That's scary. It is very scary. And, then, and this woman had no idea because no. there was no registry back then, right? That's right. There was no federal sex offender registry in 1984, and we'll wow. get into that. So it's a cold case, 35 years. There's a new lead. They're not saying who it is, but I'm thinking it's the wife of one of these guys. And... The sound that you're going to hear throughout this podcast is actually from the documentary that PBSO put together. Okay. So you can go there as well. Uh, it'll be up on our Instagram page, Full Rigor Podcast. So Detective William Springer and other investigators and the forensic anthropologists at the Florida Gulf Coast University are digging where Christy was last seen, about 200 feet away from where she was last seen at that Belk store. Mm. And again, they're going to follow through with this tip. I've worked this case since 1984. I've gone through a lot of good suspects and come up with nothing. This one, I don't build my hopes on it. I like it. I think it's a good lead. I'm going to follow through with it. Okay, so there are at least four solid suspects in the case. But he just said, we had several suspects. Yeah, but there was no positive information. There was no direct, you know. I would be so frustrated if I was law enforcement uh, and I knew what I knew about these people and I couldn't do anything about it. It's just, These guys are that bad. They are despicable. So you have the Rambo brothers who lived literally next door. Okay. Then there was a guy who was in town from New Hampshire at his parents' house who lived in Green Acres at a party the night of the, her disappearance. And he was a suspect in the disappearance of a girl in New Hampshire. Oh, wonderful. And then another man, William Ferris, he lived a couple doors down. First he said he didn't know Christy. And then police came back and he says, oh, yeah, my wife babysat for her friend. Oh, that's interesting. They did know. And what you're going to hear, what he told his wife, it's chilling. What he said to his wife about Christy. Jeez. So she only weighed 60 pounds. She was eight. Walked barefoot wearing a turquoise jumpsuit to the store to buy the cat I remember the poster. Boy, that just was like a vivid smack to my head. Holy cow. Just a little wisp of a kid. Yeah. She had the empty plastic bottle she planned to exchange for money. Grocer remembers selling the cat food for little boo-boo and Skeeter to her between 2.30 and 3. At 10.15 at night, police were called because she was not home. And Jenny was wondering, what is going on? And remember, in 1984, there's no cell phones, no databases, no computers. Okay, but, okay, I got to ask a question. You just said this kid went in at 2.30 and bought the cat food. The mother waited till 10 o'clock at night to realize there was something wrong? For an 8-year-old, that seems, yeah. But there, she had friends around. Maybe she was at the friend's house. Like I said, there's no cell phone. Still, I'd be outside looking for her. So it was Memorial Day weekend, and 10 days, for the 10 days after she went missing, it rained. It rained. Uh. How ominous is that? Uh. <sighs> so Luna was, Christy Luna was last seen buying the cat food, and as of Monday, her remains, as of now, her remains have not been found, but they continue to search. So let's talk about these suspects. Okay. Lewis and Charles Rambo. 
really bad brothers. They practically live next door. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. The Green Acres Police Department started the investigation, and they conducted 50 interviews with children and adult neighbors. And some people said she could have stayed at the store till 6 p.m. playing videos, or she could have headed out to the park. The Green Acres PD then realized, look, we are in over our heads, and they called in the FBI to help find Christy and the wow. Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. So, as I said, the Rambo brothers lived a few houses away. Now, one had molested her friend, her six-year-old friend. Oh, jeez. And they knew this? Yes. Charles Rambo was 32 years old at the time, and he then confessed that he fondled and caressed the six-year-old girl, and he was put in jail for a couple of months, and then he got probation. Greenacres police were able to secure a search warrant for the Rambo house, and they were able to find some evidence. And it was established that Christie had been in their house, and they denied any involvement in her disappearance. So a clerk at the Belk store said that she saw Charles giving Christie money. So Chuck Rambo gave Christie money. Get this. The judge goes, well, the young girl's testimony is not admissible. So those charges were dropped. Come on. And the brothers pled guilty to lesser charges of lewd assault. Placed on probation for 10 years uh. after spending a few months in jail. Here's a little bit more. In 1993, Willis Rambo was sentenced to four life terms for sexually abusing his two stepdaughters. He is now serving life in a Florida prison. Charles, although arrested for molesting Christie's friend and convicted of lewd assault, was never registered as a sex offender. How did that happen? No re registry back then. Wow, oh, jeez. No registry back then. 1984. And this other guy, is, well, he's probably, is he still alive or is he dead? The other scumbag that got all the life sentences, not enough. He abused his stepdaughters. Oh, my God. Uh, it, prior to 1994, there's been no federal law governing sex offender registration and notification in the United States. Uh, they, he got out of prison. He now resides in Lenore City, Tennessee. Not far enough away. That would be Charles Willis, the one that got the life sentences. He's still in prison? I think so. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. We don't like him. <laughs> don't like either of them, but they're, still. Well, they're not the only suspects. Greenacres got info uh, from the Exeter, New Hampshire Police Department that there's this guy named Victor Wyanetti, and he was a suspect in the disappearance of a girl in New Hampshire. FBI was looking at Victor as a suspect in the disappearance of Luna because he had family members. His parents lived in Greenacres. He was a golf course worker, and he moved to Florida in 84. Okay. And then he moved to New Hampshire shortly after she went missing. Convenient. And this is kind of interesting because... The PBSO is saying now, just think back. Was there anything weird that happened that you recall after she went missing? This, I'm hoping, goes out nationwide, and maybe somebody might remember something that stood out in their mind back then, a neighbor who up and moved right away, changed cars, shaved their beard, got their hair cut, changed their appearance, you know, did something that really stood out to them. Well, moving would help. Yeah. That's one of them. So he moved. So he moved. So what happened to him? New Hampshire police said he admitted to other inmates while in prison. He abducted and killed Christy. He admitted it, according to jailhouse snitches. Yeah, but I mean, that usually works out to, to the jailhouse's, uh, you know, side. Yeah. 
Because the inmate wants to get out, so they're, they, oh, I'll give you this information if you, you know, lighten my sentence. Officer said he confessed to other inmates about abducting, raping, and killing Christy, and then he was led out of prison and immediately moved back to Palm Beach County. This was when he was in New Hampshire. Okay. So when he was, he was let out, even though he admitted it, he came back to Palm Beach County. To where he killed a girl. So a tack team was put on him. When we found out, when Palm Beach County found out he was back, they did a 24-hour surveillance on him for Jeez. a month. And they photographed him looking into the bedrooms of minor children and masturbating. Oh, wonderful. Did they arrest him, I hope? Years later, he went before a judge in Palm Beach County for indecent exposure. Thank you. That's where the police testified that Wyanetti told the inmates in New Hampshire he confessed to abducting, killing, and raping both Christy Luna and an eight-year-old in New Hampshire, Tammy Bellinger, who Jeez. disappeared in November of 1984. Same timeline. Wow. So she was on her way to school in Exeter where Wyanetti was working. He was arrested and charged with various crimes and sent to prison. He was then let out in 2009. He was never charged in either case, the Luna case or the Bellinger case. Wow. He died in 2013, wow. eight and a half months after he was released from prison in Ocala from natural causes. Hmm. I figured somebody put a bullet in him, but that's okay. Never mind. He's dead. He's dead. One so less creep. One, one less, less creep. Could have been him. However, there was not an evidence to close Luna's case, and that's why they made the documentary, and they hope that someone will report something, and they got a tip, especially William Ferris's wife. William Ferris lived a couple doors down. Okay. And he said first, initially, he didn't know her. And then police went back, and he goes, oh, yeah, my wife babysat for her friend. And then they got talking to the wife, and the wife told them that he actually said, oh, this is so bone chilling. He actually said that one of these girls is going to disappear and she will never be found because she will be buried off Alligator Alley. Oh, God. He worked for the city of West Palm Beach, moved to Virginia within a year of Luna going missing. Another one who moved. Thank he you. was arrested in 2010 for child molestation and sentenced to life in Virginia. All right, now you got this creep who's in Virginia in prison. You got one brother's dead, the other brother's in prison. Did they get DNA from all these guys? So, like in the Back event, then, remember, no DNA. Yeah, but I mean, can, can they eventually go, they would have gotten it? Yeah, but the guy that's dead, I mean, could they have gotten DNA before he died? Well, they don't have a body or anything. But I mean, if they find bones. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I mean, somebody's going to be able to, you got to be able to do something here to, to connect one of these creeps to this poor girl. So they got a tip. Somebody called up the police department and said, hey, listen, this kid's body's buried like 200 feet away from where she disappeared from? Well, initially they thought it was Alligator Alley. I mean, they just didn't have, we don't know if she went directly to the store. She could have gone to a friend's house, although the clerk said she was there at 2.30. Uh, but her friend wasn't home, as I said, and she wasn't aware of that. But there was a house nearby in 1984, and William Ferris lived there. And again, he was arrested in 2010 for child molestation. He was sentenced to life in Virginia, and he denied knowing her. And... He made statements now, according to his wife, that when the two girls were playing in their his house, here's what he said to her, according to Green Acres Police. This is what he said to his wife. He made statements, according to his wife, that when Christy and her friend, I'm not going to mention her friend's name, were together playing, he said, one of these days, one of these girls is going to disappear. After Christy disappeared, he made a statement that they'll never find her, that she's off of Alligator Alley. 
So, again, go back to our podcast, 101 Ways to Get Rid of a Body. Mm, alligator Alley, good place for alligator meat. Yeah. Where are you going to find that? So they were thinking she's a, in at Alligator Alley. Right. And now they've got a tip. No, she's right here. So that's where they're digging right now. No, I, you know what? But this poor woman, this mother, I, I go back to her. So what if they don't find anything where they're digging? Do they dig, you know, 10 feet to the left, 10 feet to the right, or, you know, I mean... I think they have ground-penetrating sonar and all kinds of newfangled so, stuff where they can see if there's bones. So, again, you got these these creepy men that have lived around that lived Can around. you believe Christia. how many? There was no, four of them. Right there. And I don't know if a cadaver dog that old, you know, bones that old, but they'd light up for that. Or how, how deep is it? Yeah, you know, you got to remember, uh, yeah. too, how deep it is. Wait, wouldn't they have seen some guy digging? That's what I don't Everyone get. lives on top of each other. Yeah, so this documentary and wow. the PBSO are asking anybody at that time who was around, you need to speak up. You Like, for instance, William Ferris's wife, you don't want to, you want to reconsider protecting your husband. Here's what they said. I mean, you may think, well, I'm protecting somebody, but you have to realize that whoever you're protecting really doesn't deserve to be protected. Yeah, very good point. It's a scumbag. You know, it's it, people like that are just born evil, I guess. How do you molest a little kid? All him. those guys were doing Jesus. it. All of them. And nice. the mother didn't know that they were. I got news for you. In, in many of these cases, you can't tell me the, the wife doesn't know. Well, that's what the thing. He, the one guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, well, he told the wife they'll never find the body, right? Well, so. that was William Ferris. But Wyanetti, he is in jail for, no, was it Rambo? Rambo raped his stepkids it's... and got life. Four, four consecutive life sentences. Jeez. Wyanetti was the one that died of natural causes. causes and, yeah. Okay, I can't even keep them straight. They're such scumbags. Jeez. So despite all the smoke, there was no fire into this day. Christy's mom, Jenny, she doesn't know where her daughter is, which is mm. just, ugh. And she does live in the same house that Christy left from in 1984. And she lives there because she's hoping if she comes home, she'll come home. Jenny has moved back into the house and has lived in the house that she lived in in 1984, hoping that if Christy ever came back, she'd know where to go home to. Wow. Boy. That's just, this is, this, this is so wrong in so many ways. First, a little kid disappears. You got four creeps living around her that are all child molesters. And, and it could be any of them. Well, now only three because one, you know, fortunately passed. I'm surprised somebody didn't put a bullet in him, to be honest with you, but still. Well, this makes me think of the Jeffrey Epstein case because he was on the sexual sure. predator of child sex offenders list registry. Not at that time. Right. But he was given work release. It seems like in Palm Beach County, it's kind of a light offense. Yeah, well. It you get be. probation. It's, it's not going to be anymore, especially after Jeffrey Epstein. And now that the FDLE is looking into that case, that's a whole different. that's a whole different scenario. But you're right. I mean, they were saying that while Jeffrey Epstein was out on work release, he was he was molesting young girls. I don't understand why the judge said the six-year-old's testimony was not admissible. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure that out, too. Well, it could be She's too young. Too she's young. not reliable. I guess. So, therefore, they had to drop the charges, and they pled guilty to lewd and lascivious. So, they got probation and That's a couple crazy. months of jail. That's, well, I mean, if there's no proof. These are the Rambo brothers. Yeah. yeah. I just... Today it'd be a different story because today there'd be DNA. It? Well, I think because of DNA testing, yeah. Oh, you have to don't rely on the child. Well, like, it's like the McMartin case with all those kids. Remember that out in California where they said oh the daycare God, center? Oh, my that's right. That's right. All these kids said that they were... And the, the, 
the social worker had the the dolls, the anatomically oh correct dolls, and they said that she was leading their testimony. That was a mess. I mean, when you have a child, but if they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, you have to believe them after a while. But, I mean, her friend, her six-year-old friend, it, you'd think the mother, Jenny, would know, well, this Rambo guy, he got arrested for assaulting her friend. I should watch well, my little girl a little more. Well, at the same token, the Rambo brothers could have been her friends, and they could have been saying the little kid made it up. You know? I mean, who are you going right, to believe, an adult judge, or a six-year-old kid? Yeah, the judge said, hey, it's not admissible. Right. So, yeah. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't in that case. And she's got to live there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then again, do you live in fear that if you piss off these guys next door to you, they're going to come do the same to you? Wow. Or worse. Oh. Oh, it's it's. But I I, I think the tide has changed on child molestation. Uh, people are understanding that this is unfortunately it's rampant. Look at what's going on with the Boy Scouts of America now. Oh yes. Are you kidding me? New 350 new cases that the Boy Scouts allegedly had looked into their whole organization. 350 new predators just pop up. And they were police officers, mayors, uh, mayors. Uh, it's horrible. Military. military people. What? But I mean, you think about it. We had this conversation, uh, you know, off the air at eight fifty WFTL. Uh, how many times? You know, I don't know if you knew anybody that was in the Cub Scouts or the Boy Scouts. It was usually whatever parent was available. To yeah, be so the many of them were just volunteers. Could, yeah. could you tie a knot? Yeah. Sure. Here, you're gonna lead the Boy Scouts, and that was it. I mean, that, we didn't that say was... tie up my kid. We just teach him to tie a knot. <laughs> but it's true. You get a badge for that. Uh, but, you know, and unfortunately, it, it, there's bad apples. You know, they, these people weren't vetted. There wasn't any background check. Look at the, it's, it's similar to what the Catholic Church did. And then they, but in this case, none of these kids talked. Or well, if they did, no one believed them. That's so interesting because we've got about 19 million people in Florida and half of them live in an HOA or some sort of gated community where if you're a felon, you don't get in. Now we have walls and we have guards. It's a much different thing. These types of people are not going to get into your community. I got a gun. It works just as well. That's right. But you know, times have changed. Oh, without a doubt. Times have changed. Let's put it this way. My street's so tough. The other day the cops showed up. It was a long story, but there was somebody on my property. The cops showed up. They wouldn't come through the gate. Oh. Because the and the sergeant point blank told me, he goes, this neighborhood? He goes, no one comes on property. We're afraid we'll get shot. Of course. And then you would be within your right, right. I'm sure. And so that's when they come on their property, they were looking for somebody who'd, who would jump the fence. And anyway, he looked at me, the cops, cops looked at me, and, and one of them said, I'm going to ask you one last time. Are you sure there's nobody on this property that we cannot shoot? I was like, wait, that's a double it. negative. Are you sure there's well, there's somebody we can shoot? Here, yeah, you sure there's somebody here that you don't yeah, that oh, you know? Okay. Because and I'm like, I know everybody that I know is in the house. Okay. He said, so if we find somebody, it's okay Outside, to shoot. Go at ahead. Him. And I went, open season, have a nice life. <laughs> I, they never found him, but this is like the third time I've had somebody on my property. I don't know what they're after. Because my dogs go crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the they dogs run help away. Too. Dogs help, too. She had kittens. but Yeah, they don't do much. So now with the, the sexual offender list, the registry, they can't live within a certain amount of distance from a school. Uh, you can't live in an HOA or a condo association that cuts out half of the living you know, availabilities right. for you. And then they colonize. They find an area where they can go and they colonize. So that must have been what happened there in Green Jeez, Acres. Oh. It's terrible. My gosh. So I hope they find this. Well, that's the thing. Jenny's Animal. still hopeful that her daughter will come home one way or another. 
It has been 35 years, two months, and nine days t- today. I think we're going to bring Christy home. I hope. God I bless hope her. this woman gets some closure in her life. It's we terrible. W- we will update this. They are digging as we speak in Green Acres for the body of little Marjorie Christy Luna. And if we find her, we will let you know. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Karen. That's another episode of Full Rigor. Don't forget to leave us feedback and also rate us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Give I'll us, have to go rate us. Give I'll a, give us a 10. Give us a couple. Give five stars. Okay. I'll Thank make you. a 10. <laughs> Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.